Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today. Yes, I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. What is up, Clitorati? It's Tuesday again, and we are doing a classic Clitorati Q&A. Whoop. You know what's funny? What's funny? You're not, even, you're not even lying. It's like, it's Tuesday when they're released, and we record on Tuesdays. Yeah. Just Tuesday so you know, we're, we don't, we don't fucking lie to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we are as authentic, badass bitches as they come. <laughs> and they come. <laughs> and we're humble. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not afraid to own it. Uh, okay, so we have been getting really amazing letters from you guys. And we wanted to share this particular one that came in a while ago that we've been revisiting. What's up, ladies? Just wanted to reach out finally to show you some appreciation for what you've done in my life. Since I've been listening to Clit Talk about a year now, lots of things have changed in my life. I've become more honest with myself about my sensuality. I've become a realer, sexier, and more confident version of myself, not just to my lover, but also to myself. And boy, have I transformed. I think about how much I can now justify being sensual and pleasured in my life in whatever way in comparison to the past. And I can truly thank you lovely ladies for that. I've been encouraged by you all to open my lens a fuck ton and see a side of myself I didn't have the courage to stand up for in the past. Cheers to letting go of the shitty parts of our past and seeing the sexy, sensual side of us that's fearless and beautiful as ever. Mahalo every day. Oh, and then at the end, she goes, self-proclaimed bisexual unicorn by your standards. (laughs) Oh my goddess. Right. What a fantastic letter. There's so many things that I just want to acknowledge her for. Like, she's really, uh, like, taken on, like, the practice of loving yourself, which is such a journey. Mm. And allowing herself to just be opened up like that. Like, that takes so much courage and compassion. Mm. Yeah, that's, I mean, really we've amazing. said this before. Listening to the podcast is one thing, but actually taking what you've learned or what speaks to you within whichever episode or episodes and in actually doing it, taking the action in your life is so, that's why we do this show because we've all experienced personal full transformations by this work and, you know, doing, what is this? Our 160 or ninth. Nine episode. Just kidding. And it it's just been a really incredible journey to share with all of you. And um and true transformation is possible. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just like so moved. I sometimes forget that people actually listen. (laughs) I know. We actually there thank you, Clitorati, for like standing behind us. And yeah, there's something that's in my mind that's like I every time I we get fan mail. I'm just represents to wow. Like we we yes. we aren't just having this conversation with the three of us and whatever guest comes on. This is a global conversation. It's not just the three of us on Zoom every other week. There's actually people listening. Yeah, and I'm just like, wow, fuck yeah, you know. Don't like and doing this journey with y'all. Like, I just I'm just really present to you know the old paradigm. Women um, compete with each other, right? 
And I feel like, and the three of us are, are very, um, we're all leaders and typically there's only one leader in the group. And I think that we've really, um, in, in allowing ourselves to shift into a new paradigm where women can co-create and collaborate and lift each other up, you know, like Mama Gina says, sister goddess activism I think that's why we've been able to spread this message to so many people. Because if it was just one of us, like we wouldn't have three times the amount of what we've created in the world, you know? So Yeah, but like really and truly you're, when when you beautiful humans who are listening do write into us, we do not take it lightly. It means so much to us. So please, please, please keep the letters coming because it is what keeps us going and doing this. Mm-hmm. Um and one of the requests that we've been getting from a lot of our listeners is they want updates on our person. They like it when we share about our personal lives. We're like, really? Um, okay. So we wanted to give you guys a quick update and then we're going to dive in and answer some of your questions as well. I guess I can go first. Sure, Lindsay. Um, the thought was inspired by the fan letter I just heard. And my self-love journey has been a really interesting one this last year. Obviously, we all went through the pandemic together. On top of that, I, I think I've shared this on the podcast. My mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, and my boyfriend who works in television, like, just wasn't working because there was no TV being made, basically. Mm-hmm. And so it was like these three huge things just compacted and I'll be totally honest, I sort of had like a, a mini like a mini meltdown. And I didn't realize I had been suppressing, I, ha- I was having suppressed memories from past relationships come up for me, ruptures. And it was probably the hardest year of my life. I gained about 20 pounds and was drinking way too much as a coping mechanism. And then I would have like rage blackouts to be totally honest. And the hardest part of getting through the year was forgiving myself. And I'll share a resource with you, a book that has changed my life. And I just recommend it to another friend and it really made a difference for him as well. It's called Whole Again. Um, hold on, I'm gonna read the whole title so you're gonna pull the book up and the author and everything. So it's called Whole Again healing your heart and rediscovering your true self after toxic relationships and emotional abuse. Um, and the author is Jackson McKenzie. Mm. And so I literally had this moment where I knew something had to shift and I didn't know where to go, what resources to do. And, um, it was a combination of this book and revisiting a lot of the practices that we've done in talk and reestablishing those in my life from a, from a very committed place. Like it's one thing to say, yeah, I'm going to look at my pussy in the mirror. It's another thing to schedule in self-care mm-hmm. and really get yourself present to why you deserve that self-care. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've been doing from the book is really just being like, there's a lot of mindfulness practices. There's a lot of deconstructing of your core protective self. So he's like a psychologist and he gets into like all this crazy stuff in the book. But one of the most simple practices that I've been doing is when I have emotions come up, like anger or sadness, instead of brushing it aside, I allow myself a container to feel it. And so I'll give you an example. It was my little sister's birthday this past weekend. And she was there with her, my my brand new niece, who's like eight months old. And then there was like five other women there. And they all had little babies. And I just 
got so sad, and which is not something that's come up for me in a while. So I just stepped out of the party. I went to get, sit on the front stoop just to like give myself a moment. And I just allowed myself to be sad for two minutes because I know that I'm going to have a baby and I know that it's going to happen and everything. And instead of justifying it or drinking to suppress it, I just allowed it for two minutes. And then I was able to go back to the party. And that's been one of the things that's made the biggest difference for me in processing through like my trauma and my rage and allowing myself to be there for my mom and to be there for my my partner and to be there for myself. Um, and so it was a rough year, but it was a really, I learned a lot and I'm very grateful for the lessons that I learned. They weren't easy, but I am grateful. Mm. Um, and I absolutely couldn't have done it without you guys. It's, I think it's so important to create a strong community of people who are going to be there for you. And I know it wasn't easy for you guys to watch me go through that either. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's the update on me. I'm actually feeling really good. I've made a lot of changes and um, I feel like I'm in a healthier place mentally than I've been in a really long time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes to all that. Fuck yes to yeah, all that. Beautiful that. share. Seriously. Seriously. Thank you for listening. <laughs> oh my God. Well, on the other side of rupture is radiance. So you'll yep. get there eventually. Yeah, oh, you did the work. You did the work, and that is the, the that's yeah. the key. You have to actually yeah. do the work and, and forgive you have the structure of community. Well, and the and, thing that I realize about rupture and radiance is it's an oscillating thing. It's not like once it's all fixed, you're then going to be in radiance. It's like you're going to have days of new ruptures, and then you're going to process <laughs> totally. through and get to a moment of radiance. And like right. <laughs> it's never, right. it's not like once you're fixed, you're in radiance. Yeah, you only get one rupture in life and then the rest of it is radiant. I mean, yeah. Oh the real beauty in life, I feel like, is in the, the practice. It's like, mm-hmm. the trick is we think it's like somewhere in the future, but it's like, we're actually just constantly practicing every day and that's life. That's where life lives. It's like in just being with the practice of every day. And uh, I fucking love what you said about forgiving yourself. Um. Because you know, I've I've had my fair share of 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 moments, and that was that was really hard. And that distinction, I feel like, is just like life changing. And you absolutely embody that. And like you, you know, like we aren't defined by things we've done. Sure, we could do that, but that's so old paradigm. Like we're defined by who we are being and what we're com- who we're committed to becoming. That's that's what should define us is the potential of who yeah. we are and who we really are, not you know, things and real friends like us will not judge and be like, oh, fuck you, bitch. I'm done. It's like, no, we go through the um, rupture together as much as the radiance. Like, come on, like, oh, you're only going to be friends with people when they're in their radiance. It's like, no, you got to be there for each other when we really need each other, when we need to be, you know, sometimes we have to hold someone's hand and be like, come, come this way to the light. And then other times we're going to need yeah. someone to pull us into the light. And that's like, that's sisterhood. Not to get all woo-woo and shit. This is sugar talking and you know. Wait, talk are a- you <laughs> asking me if I, fo- I want to follow the yellow clit road? Yeah. Follow the yellow clit road. Oh my God. Follow the yellow clit road. Follow the yellow, yellow clit road. road. Follow, 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 follow the, the yellow, yellow clit road. road. Oh my God. Sorry. Oh, and it just breaks down to a rap. Ain't nobody fucking with my clit, clit, clit. So, 
I'm going to share. I want to bounce right off of your booty. So uh, as I've shared on the show, I've gotten like really into sex magic and like nerding out about it and like mostly do it with my partner. But when I masturbate, I, and I masturbate more often than I have um, like sex with my husband. Like I masturbate every day, sometimes twice a day. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> yeah I like will mad- masturbate or meditate like a couple times a day right so I'm still like um, once a week I'm pretty matters- proud of it you'll masturbate oh my god I will um masturbation matters uh so basically I was I was um realizing that I'm doing sex magic a lot more with myself which I was feeling like fuck yeah I'm getting into the flow of it I've got I created our first erotic visualization meditation like I have done my practice and learning. And I'm now like really allowing myself. That's what I would say it is. Allowing myself to be that person instead of being mm-hmm. like, I'm not there yet or I'm not, I, you know, who am I, you know, to, to be doing this? Just really allowing myself to just be how, whoever I'm growing into. That being said, I'm at a friend's house. Um, we, we, what, we're doing a viewing party and because they were in an episode uh, for this series, I forget the name of the series, uh, but it was a ta- it was about tantra. Oh, it's called My Sex Life. Okay, that's the that's the name of the show. And so every episode's different. They look at different topics. And my fucking friends were on this episode for tantra with um, this tantra teacher who's been their tantra teacher for a few years. And she asked them, "Would you guys be the students on the show?" So I got to be there to watch the episode when it came out live. And this Tantra practitioner started talking about some things that like really struck me. So I had a huge breakthrough around recreating a relationship with semen, with cum. All my life, I've been like so grossed out by it. My whole sexual career, uh, I've been super grossed out by cum. What it looks like when my partner ejaculates, is like ejaculates like, you know, on my pubic mons. And then I just sit there still. He I have him go get a wipey. He comes, he wipes it off, go to the bathroom. I like soap and water this shit. And, and that's what, that's my relationship with cum, that it's gross. And what she got me present to is there's a, there's a, another side to sex magic and the really potent um, next level area in sex magic is the other side of it. So I've been looking at it at my orgasm, my part of the circle, but the other part of that circle is the man's orgasm. And that it creates the full circle for really manifesting on like a super potent, deep, deep level. So she says, she's like, yeah, when my partner ejaculates on me, I take my hand and I rub it and I bring it all the way up my chakras, all the way up to my heart, to my throat. And then I rub the rest in in my crown chakra. I look at her and I'm like, the fuck? What do you do? I'm just like, my my face is like, Right. And because Katie's not inspired. I was like, in that moment, I was like, wow, I have such a different relationship to come Mm. than this woman. And I I don't. If you want more of these types of conversations and to hang with the clits casually, join our Clit Talk Confidential on Patreon, $11.11 a month. We would love to see you there. She presented the, you know, inside of sex magic, why this is important and the studies around it, philosophy around it is a huge part of sex magic to have both work together to create this full circle. So 
you know me, I'll try anything twice. So it's my birthday weekend. My hubs took me to the Petit Hermitage for the first time. And mm-hmm. it was really great. And we Ushi. like, it was, yeah, it was totally Ushi. So we stayed in the room that night, all night, and we were exploring. Um, he like, let me put a, um, a blindfold him, which is not something he's comfortable with. And he was like, I want to like narrate, like, and tell you what I like as you're doing it. And I have to tell you, I've been waiting three motherfucking years without coaching my partner around sexual empowerment. Just, just listening for three fucking years in the making for him to start exploring what he likes, what he wants, what really turns him on. And so yeah. with the blindfolds, I was approaching him and he's like, oh my God, I love the way your clothes feel when you're going toward my cock. Like I like feeling the anticipation of your clothes oh, rubbing. tactile. Ooh, yeah. So I, so we had all this fun, right? And then we get to the, an hour later, it was so rad. We had this like whole foreplay session, total breakthrough again. And I have to say like through listening for it, not getting my coaching, my partner and what he should do. It's like all these desires that I've been, you know, cultivating and just doing the work with you ladies started to just come forward where he's like doing the work and wants to explore in an hour of foreplay is not something my partner and I do. So when it got to the act of sex, I was really inspired. I was like, fuck, this guy's showing up right now. He is fucking showing up. And I was like, what's my breakthrough going to be tonight? Because I've done all the, I've fucking done every, I'm like, I feel like what, what's the next breakthrough for sugar? Like what I'm the fuck? Sugar. I'm sugar. I've done, done it all <laughs> at the ripe age. No, anyway, so I'm trying to be on the sex list for Forbes 30 under 30. Like I wish like Cosmo created a 30 under 30 or like uh, whatever, you know how Forbes has that like entrepreneurial 30 under 30 list just for like, you know, sex activists. I don't know. I want to be on that list. Maybe we should make a list. We should fucking make that. That's a great idea. So back to the, back to the thing. So that night I knew I was like, fuck, he came on me. And I was, I just in that moment was like, I'm going for it. I was like, you got, I'm ripping the bandaid off. He like, comes on me and I'm like, let's do this bitch. And I like rub it. And then I brought it all the way up my chakras, just as she said, all the way up to the high, all the way up to the throat. And then I rubbed in the crown. And I have to say, I was still grossed out. That did not go away. That didn't go away. But I was like, okay, it kind of feels cool. And that was, that was different. That was, I, and I feel, I felt more connected to my partner and we did sex magic. And I felt like, hmm, letting go of fear creates so much freedom, acceptance. Like, you know, I don't know that I'm not going to think cum is gross. Like the next time I have sex, I have no expectation for that to go away, but I'm willing. And this is what I think is such a huge shift for me. I'm willing to go through the fear. I'm willing to Mm -hmm. work through the fear. You know, on the other side of that fear is freedom. So that's what's up. I love it. I love that. Now I got to try it too and report back thanks, to you. Thanks for listening. I mean... YouTube, Katie. No, I'm just kidding. You do what you want to do. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't like to be dirty and sticky. Well, you can take a shower after. I mean, I have to admit, I did and shower it's not right very, I mean, he doesn't ever come on me. I guess he could. He comes in I know. Here. My partner always comes in me. See, yeah. I'm not on birth control. So it's always a not in me situation. Mm, yeah. It's always a come in my butt situation. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I like, I know that about you, but I, I still love hearing it every time you say it. <laughs> um, come so, in my butt, my butt, my butt, my butt. 
Come um, in so my butt, my butt, my butt. They're never going to No, there's a real song called Boogie in Your Butt. There's a song called what? There's a real song called Boogie in Your Butt. Boogie in Your Butt? Boogie in Your Butt. It's a real song. I love that song. I know. I don't know it, but I love it. It's the theme song to your life. Boogie in Your Butt, butt, butt. Okay, so I have been going through like... um. I'm old enough now to notice when I'm going through entering a new chapter in my life. And Mm. it's like, I can feel the pages turning. These are the days of our lives. And one of the things that um, I've really started to notice from all the work we've been doing is, you know, rewind to episode one where I had never masturbated Real, I had a this back injury. I held so much tension in my perineal area that it took me probably like these last three years to really fully relax and be able to intentionally relax my pussy, basically. So, you know, mm-hmm. we're buying our house. Um, my son is like, there's all these great things happening, but like great things can still be stressful. Yeah. And... um. So I have really noticed how I've been able to be aware of like if my son's throwing a tantrum on the ground, like my energy is not his energy. And instead of taking on the stress and like my husband's really upset about, you know, whatever with the house that I've really been able to notice how it gives me anxiety. And then, but the what has me notice it is I notice that my pussy is like clenching and then I relax and I open mm. and I relax my lower stomach and I breathe. But catching myself doing that is such a huge breakthrough and being able to have it relax um, has been huge because it's had me actually be able to hold space for my family. So whenever they're having their ups and downs, like I've really been able to keep the environment of our house still really juicy and yummy and keep us in flow. Hmm. Um, So that's something that you kind of learned from the Buff Muff Challenge, would you say? I mean, I definitely initially learned it from Mama Gina's GPS, Mm -hmm. like following your GPS. Yeah. Um, I definitely got more. Which and stands then, for great pussy in the sky. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, it actually you know, does. So it's following your pussy intuition. And um, and then Kim Vopney definitely helped me with my pelvic floor and being able to access that. I will say when I started um, squirting and being able to like fully empty my body, that also gave me more access to um, your that muscle. So I want to mm. learn how to squirt while masturbating. Like mm. Rosie Reese is like sacred squirter. Don't you have that, Katie? I do. Oh fuck, really? It? I've been wanting to yeah. get it. I okay, so you guys should legit. try it. I don't legit just borrow yours. I'll, I would do that. If just wash it off, I'll totally use it. But it's like, crystal. Okay. I would borrow, so, I would use it. For, it's like here's a question, Clitorati. Would you use your friend's cleaned crystal dildo? I would. Yeah, I would too. I don't no use it that, that much, so yeah. I mean, especially Katie's. Katie's like super fucking hygienic. 
But I had a masturbation session with myself in the shower yesterday. And, you know, as, as Katie loves it too, I use my double-sided dildo because it just, it gives me more leverage. It's more length. It's not like hard with a, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, you get it. No, you're not bending over. Dildo. Exactly. You're not bending over. And I used it and I used our rose from by Vush vibrator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I fucking did this thing where I let myself go through every setting and then there's five settings, right? And then I went and I it kept increasing the vibration, which has five. And then once I would mm-hmm. do that first frequency, I moved on to the second one and did that same series of like increasing the vibration. Dude, I squirted so hard. Actually, Katie, I took your advice because I kind of felt like I was going to poop. Honestly, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. No pun intended. So I went out of the shower. I sat over the toilet for one of your tips. And mm-hmm. I squirted all in the toilet. And I was like, damn, I need to, I need to like, I need to like shower fuck because then I'll squirt. Because when I masturbate in my bed, like I'm not ah. trying to squirt. But if I did in yeah. the shower, like I'll squirt everywhere. Rah, you know? No. I know. I used to love shower sex, but the wizard is so fucking tall. It's like impossible for us. I actually I hate was shower sex. I'm a fan sex. of shower sex. It's, it, I like, it's, there's Me not too. enough lubrication. It's like I the like water. I like shower sex. I like it like looks sexes. really cool in a movie, but in reality, it's, I'm not a fan. I like it when you're on your period because it's very cleanly. Oh, true. I like doing it with women because, you know, I don't yeah. know, less okay, so we have a, you're not being penetrated. We have, we have, yeah, a, exactly. couple, um, we have a couple clitorati questions. Should we answer them? Yes, let's do it. Okay, so we're going to keep everyone anonymous. Um, so one of these questions is really interesting. How do I broach the subject that I want a vibrator to my mom? Um, okay, so and we did we did a little research on this listeners. Yeah. So they are 18. <laughs> We're like, how old are you? <laughs> um, they are an adult. I mean, I would say, why do you need your mom's permission to get a vibrator? Like with Amazon and online stores these days, they're very discreet packaging. You could just order one online. Mm-hmm. Um, unless she's asking, she wants to have this conversation with her mom and create intimacy with her mom. That's what I was kind of wondering. I was like, do you want to be able to have a conversation with your mom about mm. sex- your sexuality and how you want to explore it? And if she's done anything like that or has anything to share with you? That's where I kind of think this question comes from. Because if you're 18 years old and you want to buy a vibrator, you can order one online. Yeah. Right? right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Unless unless you have no access to money. Sure, then get a yeah. job. <laughs> get a yes. job. Earn enough money to buy a vibrator. <laughs> I love the desire though to like openly talk with your mom. It reminds me of this story about you, Lindsay, where like when you were 14 or 16, your mom was like, do you want me to get you a vibrator? Like what if every... That did happen. It did. I mean, God. So what if every like... I just... I love the desire to to have a more open relation with my mom. And over the years with Clit Talk, at first, you know, my mom was like, all right, I don't, spare me the details. And she would spare me the details of her sex life. And then, you know, three years later, like, this woman gives me blow by blows of her fucking, she's <laughs> like, oh my God, I had the best oral sex. So like, I'm like, oh, okay. Now I'm like, can you actually swear fucking details? Yeah. She well, like, it's okay. Like, like, that's boundaries, like anywhere in your life. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, you I, want it. I think I think that this listener is coming from a really beautiful commitment. And what I would say is, you know, you don't have to go in like you're just saying, Katie, like and be like, so, mom, I want to have anal sex. Like you could say, hey, mom, I'd really love to 
talk with you about my sensuality as a woman. Like, do you feel comfortable with that conversation? Like, yeah, because I have some questions. Yeah, I have some questions. Would you be willing to have that conversation with me? And then like respecting, like maybe your mom will and maybe she won't. But if your mom can't, perhaps there's a friend or a community that you can create where you can have these conversations because I do think community is really important. And also we have a lot of listeners who listen to our show and so do their moms and they have the best conversations. I know that I do with my mom, but we've talked to a lot of you and a lot of you listen to the show. So that's another thing. You can just say, hey, mom, I listen to this podcast called Clip Talk. Here's a couple episodes. We should make like the fast track to like... Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Having intimacy with your mom. Like we, we can maybe drum up a few we'll put we'll put in the show notes the best episodes to have your mom listen it's to. like the reverse birds <laughs> yeah. and the bees yeah. like like if that conversation never happened from your parents or it was like kind of not the conversation but they checked it off the list which yeah is you know totally normal um then this could be a good solution for that yeah super um, okay so another question we have um from Alyssa. I love self-pleasuring. Vibrators never really do it for me though. Are there any other techniques? The idea is fun. So self-pleasuring, but without a vibrator. Um, Well, you know, we actually talked about this on an episode. Because I, and you know, it might be a good resource for this listener to listen to our five types of clit episode because every different clit needs a different stimulation. But one of the, the pieces of advice was given to me because I can go easily now with a vibrator was either try a crystal dildo or what was the other material that she oh it was like stainless steel right is it yeah like a stainless steel dildo Uh you can also use a dildo i mean obviously there's your hands too and it's also like, fun to play with different sensation. Like we've talked to, mm-hmm. we did an episode with Tiomi Morgan about sensation play, which I guess I think if I'm just going straight to masturbate with my hand, which I really honestly don't do very often, unless I'm trying to go to sleep, I'll like cut my yeah. pussy and I'll fall asleep. Um, <laughs> have you ever fallen so asleep cute. with your like hand down your pants and then wake up you're like oh my god my hand you know I had a memory come back I used to do that when I was little that's what oh. I would do I used yeah, to masturbate I, myself to sleep as a kid I wasn't masturbating I was just like uh, cupping yeah whatever um, no but you're like, right hold, like sensation holding. play oh yeah so sensation play so really kind of having fun with either food or really listening to or feeling the sensation of bubbly drink go down your go down your throat or there's this um Dr. Kat Meyer came on and something that I really love that she picked up was um the pokey pinwheel we used to have it in our yeah. store it's not in what there anymore but it's a, what are they um, actually called it's like a stainless steel wheel isn't it called the yeah yeah it's like a wheel that you kind of roll on your body. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a Graftgo Wartenberg pinwheel, chrome plated, seven dollars on Amazon. And it's just this little like pokey thing and it's um it doesn't hurt or anything, but it is creates a different kind of sensation and I really enjoyed um warming myself up that way. Yeah, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotta say here, um, yeah, to to both what you're saying, what I I'm taking away from this is um, before you even go there, 
there's ways to activate mm-hmm. our pleasure so that we have more pleasure when we're actually touching our vulva, touching our clit or going inside of our vaginal canal, just to be like actually really scientific <laughs> about it. It's a vaginal canal. Okay. Um, and, and then Lindsay, to what you're saying, um, <laughs> now, now I made a joke and I have to get myself back on fucking track here. Um, <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Lindsay was sharing. Vaginal canal. Lindsay, just, okay. So, and then to what you're saying, Lindsay, discovering what type of clit you have to learn what type of rubbing or pressure um, your clit actually will respond to without like going numb or just feeling like not feeling something. Mm -hmm. So um, I want to bring it to the hand technique because like kind of both of what you're saying, I have... I have this technique that I do for myself that involves a little bit of warm up of thigh massaging. So getting that like sensation going down there. Um, and I know what kind of clit I have. So I know exactly with my hand what to do from learning about what clit I have. I have a medium hooded clit. So rubbing um, like a fan with a flat palm over the clit with like a decent amount of pressure feels really good for, for that archetype, that clit archetype. Um, so what I'll do is like, I'll just like massage and squeeze the like thigh region and then go like actually go in toward like from the outer like labia, like toward the middle. And then I'm kind of, I'm already like, Ooh, I feel the juices going as I'm just like activating that region. And then I just apply the technique for my clit type. And then yeah. maybe I'll go inside. Um, we were talking about squirting. So like I have to be careful because I, I can bust that balloon pretty, pretty quickly if I'm not careful enough. But I really find so much pleasure using my hand. I actually use my hand. Well, now that we have the Vush vibrators that I'm a fucking obsessed with, I used oh, to masturbate my. with my hands so much more often than a vibrator until we got Vush. But it's pretty equal. Like I love masturbating with my hand. Sometimes well, it's yeah, and there's. I just remembered a really good hand technique when we had Cam Frazier and the Climax. So first of all, Climax mm. is what an episode we did, which is a fantastic resource for learning all sorts of different ways to masturbate. They literally have, uh, you know, graphic how-to videos that teach you. And one of the techniques that they told us was the envelope, where you basically mm-hmm. sandwich your clitoris on like either side, like your both fingers. And you sort of like rub it or squeeze it kind of like an envelope like that. And another thing that Cam Fraser said that, that I thought was really great is gently rubbing your fingers along your lips before you even get to your clitoris or your, mm-hmm. or like, you know, inside the vaginal canal, like really taking time to turn yourself on can be, and you know, your pleasure practice doesn't always have to be about the big O, like it could be just exploring what really fucking turns you on. But I think Climax is a fantastic resource for a shit ton of how, like different techniques and stuff like that. Another thing that's kind of fun that I just thought of is kissing your own body is super hot. Yeah. I think if you're on your own doing a solo practice, like kissing your arms and just kind of working your way up. Licking it and making out with your arm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, cool. All right. Well, I think these were great questions. We did a little update for you, Clitorati. You have the latest and greatest on us and what we've been up to. And um, this was fun, ladies. This was fun. Yeah, keep the questions. Night hang. Keep Literally. the questions coming. Keep the letters coming. It, you know, you guys are our lifeline and we love you. 
and uh, with that photo ready, we've been requested to bring back the pussy. I chant. was going to say, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> so we have had multiple requests from our OG Clitorati from who's been with us since season one. We used to end our show with a pussy chant where we all chime in saying the word pussy to really own and reclaim the word. And it's a practice we learned from Mama Gina. Yeah. Pussy reclamation. So yeah. Read the book if you haven't yet. Here we go. Do it with us. Pussy. And with that, Kudarati, we're going to see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Clit Talk. Be sure to visit clittalkshow.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Clit Talk Show for your clit fix in between episodes.